Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm well. Uh, do you want to guess what I'm doing tomorrow? Tomorrow you, is you'll never get you'll t- never tomorrow's get. Friday. Are you going to yeah. see Rachel? No, I am for one night. I am going to hang out with my pledge class from 1983. Oh, <laughs> our 40 I'm not really friendly with most of the guys. I am with one, but um, they were good guys. I wasn't the best uh, uh, fraternity brother of theirs because I was a jerk when I was 18 years old. So I've made amends a few times. I'm going to make amends in person now, and um. And then I'm going to go see my the frat house I lived in my sophomore year. I don't care about the house. I'm going to see my room, which I think is smaller than my breakfast nook in my kitchen. And I don't live in a mansion. I live in a nice, nice house. But like humble beginnings, Gerard. Humble beginnings. And so I'm, with, I'm, going, I'm meeting my college roommate, who I am so great friends with now. Uh, he, I lived with him for three years. And then I lived with him after college till I married Chrissy. So he's going to meet me there. Yeah, it'll be fun. They're all big sports fans. A lot of the guys and. They follow that. They follow us and all of that. Folks, yeah. David Thorpe will be descending on Gainesville, Florida tomorrow, going yeah. back to his old no, stomping grounds. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Gainesville, yeah. look out. <laughs> no, no, no. No, actually, I'm looking forward just to, you know, these guys have all done, a lot of them have done very well. And um, they're interesting guys. They weren't interesting when I was 18 because I was an idiot. Even if you were good at sports, like, what good were you to me? I was just. I was just so stupid. Um, so just, it's just Friday to Saturday. You're coming back home on Saturday. They, they are doing, I think, a whole weekend. But I've got a okay. black tie fundraiser Saturday okay. night, which will be a whole lot more fun <laughs> with Chrissy putting on a nice suit and going to dance all night for money for to raise money. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, because I was gonna say, oh, you're probably gonna. I don't, I'm sure the Gators have a game this weekend. I was like, oh, I you think know. they scheduled it for a. I think they picked a, a bye week, a ro- oh, bye so week. we're easy okay. to get a hotel. Okay. okay. So now I have a lot of friends in Gainesville, and I and the Gator basketball team's got some interesting prospects. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I'm gonna have the time yeah. to, to try to get. I I feel like I'm a spy <laughs> until my son's done. Okay, that's fair. So I can, I really I I mentor one of the coaches <laughs> in the Gator team. I'd love to go see them practice, but <laughs> I I need to not go in anyone's gym really. That my that plays Florida. I I was in Baylor's gym, but they don't play Florida right, or Florida right, State rather. Right. So Florida does. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta be smart. About B- that. Big rivalry there. That is the that is the in-state rival. It's huge. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big one. Uh, David, we are. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four days away from the tip yeah. off of the NBA season. It's exciting. Uh, fans are getting excited. It's it's a a lot happening. Uh, we'll talk about your piece uh, that came out this morning. Yeah, uh, Davis preseason. Uh, Notebook, which you know, David, of course, as he is wont to do, does his Larry David. Um, uh, just relax and curb your enthusiasm, just not let's not get too excited about what you're seeing. But there are things that give him uh things to consider, some yeah. hope, some optimism, and also some you know, we got ways to go with some things. But uh, you know, it's always nice to have that that sobering thought from David. Uh, speaking of sobering, I, I want to start with this ESPN piece um, that came yeah. out that I, I put um, in our in our group chat here. Uh, great, uh, great article. Forget about the sad part of it, mm-hmm. the tragic part. Really well done article, uh, I thought. An article written by ESPN's Baxter Holmes and Tim McMahon, who are, of course, friends of the show. Um, and it's about John Morant and uh, his situation and what really transpired over the last 18 months that caused him to be where he is now, which is, as everyone knows, he will be missing the first 25 games of the season. I think it's important to note that he will be practicing and traveling with the team. And David, I think that's very important uh, as opposed to banishing him away for those 25 games. Um, 
So, uh, and Joe Dumars talked about that uh, in, a, in a media conference call he had and said, you know, we want to make sure everything is right for this kid to transition back to the league. So this is not just a Grizzlies thing. The NBA is invested in John Morant uh, getting back to the Grizzlies and, you know, for lack of a better term, being on the straight and narrow. David mentioned it was a great article and it was uh, excellent reporting. A lot of the stuff we did know already, but there were things that Baxter and Tim uh, reported uh, from clearly from team sources. There was a meeting held between the uh, Grizzlies GM, Zach Kleiman, Taylor Jenkins, and John Morant uh, in a hotel room where they were obviously seeing signs of this behavior. And Henry was on the show during the midst of a lot of this stuff. And I remember him saying, and we said this too, guys, it isn't like, oh, the Grizzlies just found out that John Morant was doing these things. This is behavior that they have been following because, as you know, David, these teams have former police officers, sure. former uh, FBI, former Secret Service, all kinds of people that are security, that trail and like monitor what these guys are doing away from the floor. So they knew what was going on and they tried to talk and intervene with him. Things did not go well. And of course, we know what ultimately ended up ended up having the, the incidents that that became very public. Um, there's also reporting from local business owners who talked about the change uh, in John Morant and his father from when they first came as rookies to where he is now in year four, 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 five. Thanks. Right. Four. Four sounds right. I remember. Yeah, yeah four, four sounds about right. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was a lot. But I know you had thoughts. So let's start with uh, your, your thoughts on the piece. No, I start with your thoughts on the piece. I always get my thoughts first. I want to hear yours. <laughs> so um, there was a, an element in the piece of respectability politics, which I did not enjoy. And that was the piece about, well, they had to change the rap music and put on R&B instead. I'm like, as if, come on, like, aren't we past that kind of nonsense, folks? Like, music isn't making you do dumb things. Like, stop. So that part. Whatever I I I didn't agree didn't agree with, but that's that's a, that's small quibbles. To me, David, this is a situation that Ja and his family and friends find themselves in because of what you and I talk about a lot, which is there is no manual or no or no roadmap on how to suddenly deal with insane riches and fame at the same time. Like that is a powerful combination it's a dangerous drug however you want to metaphorically talk about it it's crazy to literally go from i'm from some small town in south carolina that nobody's ever heard of and no one knows who i am to literally everyone knows who i am me being john morant not just me everyone knows who my dad is t morant i mean for god's sakes when the guy's courtside everyone's like he looks like usher i mean and so much so that when usher was at a game they're having a whole thing like t morant becomes a celebrity in his own right there's no there's no way to understand how to deal with that. People start treating you differently. All of a sudden, you go wherever you want. You get whatever you want. People fawn over you. They deify you in many ways. That shit can get to your head very quickly and very easily. And it may cause you to think, oh, well, normal rules of society don't really apply to me because I'm special. Um, and I think those things coupled with the poor decisions Jaws made, and they've been outlined, and we've outlined them numerous times, in all of those scenarios that have become public have gotten him to this point where, one, he has put himself and his family and friends in danger from actual real threat. Two, you put your earnings and generational wealth in jeopardy and, and real threat because your sponsors can say, hey, man, get out of here. Or the, or the grizzly can say, you know what? You're not worth it, right? Th those two things. Uh, and three... 
you you really lose the or or you had the opportunity to lose the chance of really becoming a generational type of 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 athlete with real influence on young kids that can do tremendous tremendous good like those were all the things on the table that was capable of being lost by the bad choices he was making so for me david the article you know i thought laid out all the things we 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 know that this season this is critical for him not just ja but ja and the people around him they're going to be scrutinized now more than ever i'm not saying it's going to be a perfect road to maturity we, we you you always say you you can grow up and mature he's allowed to do that we will see what happens from here on out. Yeah, well stated. Um, you mentioned, uh, you said general, generational wealth. And like, do you remember what his contract is? 190 something yeah. million. He, he lost some yeah. money because he didn't make all NBA last year. It would have been even more. Right. right. So um, take someone who grew up. I don't, I don't know how he grew up, but let's say it was middle class. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I, may, I think maybe that's mm-hmm. right, actually. Um, so what is middle class? 80,000 in most communities, $80,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give or take. Right. Okay. He's at almost 200. He'll make over $200 million over the course of five years. All right. Forget what the money he is making. Mm-hmm. That's coming guaranteed. I mean, that's, that's a slap in the face, a cold water on the, you know, the bucket of cold water. Uh, it's, it's impossible to imagine. Uh, and I, I make a good living, but that's that's money. It's hard to fathom, mm-hmm. right? And I deal with players. Cool. My players have now made over almost like one point five billion. It's a lot of money. I and I know most of that. I knew most of them when they didn't have anything. So um, how do you 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 money gets you out of anything? Mm-hmm. Fame gets you out of anything. Mm-hmm. There's there's no obstacles anymore. None, except for that which you build for yourself. There's always going to be someone wanting to take a drink with you. There's always going to be one, someone to do a funny cigarette with you or whatever, or just party later. Always, always, always. There's always going to be a woman and a man, depending on your, mm-hmm. uh, your um, persuasion, you know, what you're interested mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. wanting to uh, continue to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. At, at four o'clock in the morning, it's all right. Mm-hmm. That is not how the rest of us live. <laughs> Correct. We, we have built-in boundaries, whether we like them or not. We can push through them, but we'll normally have to fight our friends. It's not not the case here. And I and he succumbed to those temptations. I, I spoke to a player two days ago. I spoke to his agent today, who um, isn't as healthy as he needs to be. I'll just leave it at that. He's got to make some better decisions. He's making a lot of good decisions, but they're not as good as they need to be. And he's young and wants to make a bunch of money. And he figured it out. We've we've been telling him. You got to be a little bit smarter about some things. He said to me, and then I spoke to the agent this morning, and and he said, you know, he said it to, to me too. I, I've just got to be smarter. Um, and so let's hope. And then this guy's done nothing wrong. Had nothing really wrong with him. Jaws uh, uh, had some bad stuff happen now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, remember the old show, Scared Straight. Mm-hmm. Well, he's scared straight a different way. How much money is he losing? For these suspensions? Oh, yeah. God. It's a good amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple million, I think. Yeah, for sure. No, I think more like seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's real money. Yeah, a little, real it's money. real money. So um, I don't care how much money he's making. $190 million, $7 million is a lot of fucking money. He knows it. And and it's also, they're talking about, you know, John Morant as anything but what he wants them to talk to him about. So all the motivation is there. 
Uh, but it, it is a sign that I think the Grizzlies are a well-run team right now. Mm-hmm. And yet they couldn't avoid this. It's hard. We, we've seen Zion go through some things, very different things, but still mm-hmm. through some things. Uh, uh, most of the stars have. That's one reason why I think uh, uh, Steph Curry is so beloved. He seems to be above all that. Seems to be. Mm-hmm. We don't. None of us really know the truth. Right. It's 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 a it's a hard path to navigate. You've got to surround yourself with people that really do care about you, regardless of your income level. I talked I talked to a player last night who apologized to me uh, right before the game. He played last night. He texted me and said, uh, "Coach, I'm sorry. I was just I was just some, I didn't talk to you today. I was in my head about some things, but I'm ready to go. Gave me the scouting report. This is all via text. He called me after the game." And I said, to be clear, did I do something wrong? You know, did I offend you? He's like, no, definitely 100% not with you. And he didn't want to talk about it. And I said, I understand, but just remember, uh, uh, when you score 50 points in a game, you don't need to call me. There's everyone who wants to be in your ear. Mm-hmm. But I pride myself on being the kind of partner uh, uh, that's available when you're at your worst. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't have to call me, but you can. Uh, that's what John needs to surround himself with. The people that at the end of the day, if all the money went away, uh, they're his. They're with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's why when you find a partner in life uh, and a business, it's those kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. And and Gerard, I'll, I'll finish up with this. Uh, they they want that. Most of, almost all the players I've had want that in a, in a potential wife, mm-hmm. uh, business partner, financial planner, accountant, and straight on down the line. They don't know who to trust. It's very hard, understandably so. A lot of I got lucky. I met my wife dead ass broke and stupid. <laughs> you know, she loved me then. It's easy to love me to make a couple of dollars. Um, and so, and also a lot of them, and and his dad's mentioned in this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when you when you celebrate the way he celebrates, and I'm not passing judgment on that. It's not something I would do, but that doesn't make me right. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to do what he wants to do, but when you're you now, you put pressure on John. Like, hey, I got to keep giving him this life. The family needs to go through some counseling together. Mm-hmm. Correct. How? Because the truth is, someone said in the article, he can own that city, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I forget. The, they might have said mayor, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the Morant family can run Memphis mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. if they choose wisely going forward. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's not in jail. He didn't right. kill anybody. Right. Not even close. Right. So let's let's recognize this is a, this is a fuck up more than a few, and let's right the ship and let's go down as like the, one of the Memphis is a very storied American mm-hmm. city. It is. Uh, he he can be the, the face of that very cool city um, if he chooses to be. Let's hope he chooses wisely. And to your point about owning the city, David, I think a little bit of that is the problem, right? Is that they are owning the city in the wrong kind of way, right? right? In, right. In, in in the actions that he and the family uh, have undertaken. And we, again, we don't need to recite them, but they, they've been outlisted, right? What happened at the mall, at the sneaker store? What happened at the his sister's yeah. the volleyball game? Like all these different areas and things that have been going on. But I want to focus on what you talked about, because one of the things that I pride myself on and you do as well, one, because we're both coaches, but it's seeing the humanity in these guys. And you often talk about, you know, and it's this is not it's not a same recipe for everybody. Was great for you was marrying Chrissy, like he's had the twins, like right, sort of getting that's not maybe that's not for every player, right? That's not what they for, want. For sure. But there is something about getting an established routine, having a tight circle of people who understand what the main thing is. It's like, dude, you are a professional NBA player. This is your career and your livelihood. 
This is the main thing that we got to focus on. All this other whatever, yeah, that comes or whatever. But this, this is our focus. And having that kind of discipline, these guys have discipline to make it here. But it's almost, David, like an extra, you have to ramp that up when you get to the NBA because this is a different world because of the money and fame that comes with it. So two things. Um, as, as it relates to having a, a life partner, I, I, because I was so broke and stupid when I first met her, um, and we kind of grew up together. I was 22. She was 19 on our first date, which is coming up uh, next week. We'll be at the anniversary <laughs> of our first date 36 years ago, October 23rd, um, 1987. Woo! Were you, were you even born then? Yeah, I was born in 78. I'm kidding. <laughs> 87. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were born in 78. Yeah. Okay. So you were nine. So um, I, my wife relishes the opportunity to tell me I'm fucking wrong. She, she, I had some coffee ice cream the other day and she, she had it. I bought it for her and her sister. There was some left. I had some and she said, aren't you the one that always brags about never have had, any, have had uh, coffee or even coffee ice cream in your life? I said, no, I have never had coffee or iced coffee. I've had coffee ice cream, not the same thing. But she wants to poke me a little bit. Thank goodness for that. Like she is not impressed by me in the least. And I was, and I told this story before, um, probably to you, uh, Last year, I was on the court with a very, very good player, and and he got mad day one that I was breaking up his shooting rhythm. Do you remember this story mm -hmm, yep, where mm -hmm. I wouldn't let him just keep making shots in the same spot? And then I sometimes I give him a quick lecture, mm -hmm. maybe not lecture, 20 seconds of right. talking. He just wants to shoot because he's hot. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want him to keep shooting because he's hot. Mm -hmm. And I finally had a, you know, and he said he said to it like his, one of his other friends, like, he's trying to fuck my rhythm. I'm like, yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> But I thought about it later on and realized, well, no one does that with him because he's the superstar player, right? Uh, and they don't want to piss off the superstar, but that's exactly what he needed. And I still, to this day, have no problem saying, no, no, try this, try this. Like uh, uh, Henry said in our chat about uh, they're afraid to kind of shit on their, I don't like that term, but mm -hmm. on their superstar. But that's what they need. You just have to come from a place of genuine honesty. Mm -hmm. And, and, and have a constructive outlook and as a, as a coach or an adult in the room, in a sense, be willing to recognize, oh, you know, I, I probably was wrong on that. John, you did nothing wrong on that, mm -hmm. but here's where you fucked up. Just be honest about it. Be direct about it. So that's where the league can't wait so long. To your great point, these teams have their security people. I've met some of these security guys, obviously. As have I. Uh, yeah, of course. They, they're most of them know what they're doing, mm -hmm. right? And so if they know what's going on, the league needs to be notified. And I, I years ago was told about a player that had a cocaine problem. Uh, white, wealthy guy growing up had a cocaine problem that you've never heard about it because no one's ever talked about it. But I got it from people who definitely know teammates and whatever. He had a major coke problem. The, the league knew about it, never did shit about it. Uh, they can't always, but in this case. They don't don't wait until we have this calamity, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and there is a philosophy, Gerard. Even going to politics, I have, I have friends. Used to have more friends in politics. Uh, uh, it'll blow over, yeah. and let's not even address right, it right. unless it really hits. And then you try to cover it up. No, address it right away exactly. and hope to avoid the exactly. bad thing. And that's where maybe the legal get smart going forward. I doubt it, but let's hope. No, I I'm with you. That is often the as someone who's worked in PR. For a lot of teams, that's or a lot of uh, not teams, a lot of different organizations. That's yeah, the strategy, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, let's not directly address this. And I'm like, okay, but when right. it when it comes up again later, it's going to be a bigger problem, right? You, yeah. you try, you got to get these things head on and confront them. Yes, it'll be some pain in the beginning. Much better to get it out of the way than the pain later later on in the end. 
Um, yeah. The last thing I'll say is, is that I know that I follow and I know a lot of the Memphis Grizzlies fan community and, and media people follow us. And there's a lot of talk about this being a hit piece. And guys, like it, it wasn't an ESPN hit piece. ESPN gets no value out of bashing John Moran. Just the opposite. Right. That does nothing for them. Like that, 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 that hurts like the, the, a major partner of theirs, which is the NBA. That's not that's not a good thing. I understand sure. that Memphis fans feel a certain kind of way. Like, God, why are we hearing about this again, again? Leave our guy alone. It's I understand you're a fan and you want to move on. Um, but the reality is, the situation is where it is because of the decisions he has made. That that's why we are where we are. Again, how he matures from here. And David always says, "You are allowed to grow mature." At 24, I was dumb as shit. Right, like. It, as you get better and older and wiser, hopefully things get better. It's not going to be a smooth path because life is full of mistakes. David likes to say mistakes are baked into the game. Mistakes are baked into life too, right? Tons of them. Hopefully you learn and you get better as you go on. I like how you put that. I, I want to I piggyback on that. Uh, did you ever see the movie or or I don't remember if it was in the book, but the, the uh, Tom Clancy movie, A Clear and Present Danger, yep. where Harrison Ford mm-hmm. plays Jack Ryan. Okay, it's an old movie. Mm-hmm. They may have redone it. I have no idea. Um there's a great scene early on where Harrison Ford is kind of advising the president and there was a drug, there was a, a wealthy donor to the president in the movie that was murdered on his yacht and they suspect it was a drug deal that went bad. So in other words, this billionaire guy that has given money to the president uh, is now killed by drug people that he was involved with and he was a great friend of the president. Mm-hmm. And the president in this room, again in the movie, in the Oval Office was saying, well, would we'll you disassociate yourself and Harrison Ford kind of makes an aside and the president says, well, what do you, what do you want? And so the Jack Ryan character said, I, I would, I would say the truth. Like, no, we're not, we're, I would walk into it. We weren't just good friends. We were great friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we didn't just know each other. We were college roommates or whatever. Don't give them any place to go. I, I always think about that because I do, I'm in the business of advising players all the time and these kind of things uh, or um, not nefarious necessarily. Right. Right. Like if someone, if someone thinks I have a, a dog in the fight, I, I tell them, no, 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 no. This guy's a close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I can't be pragmatic, but understand this is how I feel about him. So uh, I want to see John Morant the first time he speaks. I want to, I want him to do kind of what you were just alluding to. I want him to say, uh, I was wrong. I do have an alcohol problem. That doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. Right. Uh, it just means that when you drink, you make some really bad decisions. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. I, I have an alcohol problem. If I drink sometimes <laughs> at midnight, I might have some cookies or something. <laughs> I should not. I normally have frozen grapes at night, if anything. If I have a couple of cocktails, which I'm really drinking very little right now, uh, I will sometimes break down. So that's just the honest truth. I want him to just don't give them any place to go. Mm-hmm. Don't give us mm-hmm. any place. No, I, I, had, I, I was brandishing guns. There were five other incidents. No one knows about it. I didn't mm-hmm. hurt anyone. I didn't mm-hmm. shoot anyone. Uh, here's why. Here was my motivation. Um, it's, a, it's an alarming problem. Mm-hmm. It's an alarming problem. Uh, guns kill people. I, I, I was in a, I mean, I, I, I do not live in a gun culture. I've never owned a gun, whatever. Um, but I've been in a basketball game where that was going overtime on the road, packed out, literally sold out place. And a dude wearing a trench coat, although it was cold, it was December in Ocala, Florida. He walked past our huddle and, and you could hear that loud thud. And, and I looked down and I kind of like, what the fuck? It was a, it was a metal gun. Afterwards, all my players were describing the kind of gun it was. They fucking all knew. I'd never seen a gun in person, really. Um, yeah, that wasn't fun. This is some serious shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want him just to be so vulnerable and open. He's allowed to protect certain things, mm-hmm. obviously, with privacy. But 
but it's, it's washed away. Here's what I was doing. Here's where I fucked up. Here's the steps I've taken. Uh, now it just have to trust me. You'll see it on the court. Yeah. You're, that that John Morant is dead and gone forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're hoping for. No, one hundred percent. And you know that's that's what I know Memphis fans are hoping for. So we 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 hope that yeah. that does happen uh, for John Morant. All right, David, you had a piece come out today. Your preseason observations. Um, lots of stuff happening out in the league, and I I love how outside look because it's like you have all these different players that 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 you're looking at. And you had a player that most people probably don't know, Jamal Kane with a question mark. And he's on the Miami Heat. Uh, and listen, Heat culture, fantastic. Came through their G League system uh, in Sioux Falls. Is that where their G League is? Yeah. Um, yeah. So really. Which you can't have a more night and day between G League. And with, it's ironic. It's not easy to find irony in the NBA. It's ironic because uh, they probably have the best com- combination of G League and varsity team. Yeah. And yet one's in Sioux Falls, South, South Beach. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, big difference there. Very different. Um, but I texted you earlier this week and I said, David, can you watch Ben Simmons? Um, I'm seeing some things. And Ben Simmons was the first person uh, we talked about in this article. The main thing I saw, and I, I read a GQ Australia uh, piece profile yeah, that, that, that yeah. Ben did. And that's, again, folks, by the way, Australia is his home country, his native country. Left there when yeah. he was 16. Um, he just looks healthy to me. That, that's the biggest thing. Like, again, as I've said a million times, I could tell in warm-ups last year when I would get to a game, oh, this is going to be terrible. I mean, and he talked about it in that GQ Australia piece. I th- Things that would normally, like, just to, sitting down in a chair, getting up, like, well, if that hurts, what do you think it's like yeah. on a basketball court when you got the, when monsters are literally trying to kill you? Like, so he was terrible last year and they shut him down for, for a good reason. But, you know, there's that warrior mentality culture in sport where you try to push and play through, which, you know, we kind of got to get rid of that, some of that stuff, because it's not great. You're doing potentially long-term damage. But he just looks so much more healthy and fluid, and you see a lot more spring in his step. And that gets me excited. So now, if he actually is healthy, David, what are you seeing on the basketball court in terms of his play? Yeah, so um, I, I probably threw a wet blanket on the Ben Simmons <laughs> stuff. And I'm a fan. Yes, I got, they, there's no hate on my side. Um, very... I, I have to remain. I'm not cautiously optimistic. I'm just cautious right now. Uh, his passing looks like it's back. I think you're totally right. He plays. He, he's just a big, strong, fast yes. as hell. Remember, when we're talking about Ben Simmons, I don't follow high school basketball all that closely on a national scale and, and haven't since the 80s, really. Um, maybe the 90s. Some. Uh, there are people there are smart people who think he was the best high school player since LeBron. End of story. Mm-hmm. Not Zion mm-hmm. or RJ, not Ja, mm-hmm. not, not, none of these guys. Him. So six foot ten, fast, fast. quick hands too, not strong. just quick feet. Super strong, uh, very skilled with the ball, really a great passer, a joy to play mm-hmm. with. He, if you're trailing him on the break, you're getting the ball for, for sure. three. Um, the problem is he, he still isn't really looking to score. Mm-hmm. He has no foundation for scoring. Um, yeah, he can make a layup or a dunk, but there's, I, I, I just, you have to trust me when I'm describing this. When he's fiddling around trying to get to the second box and operating a little bit in the post, he doesn't know what he's doing. There's, he has no, okay, I'm getting, you know, we say getting to their spots. Well, I've always believed the best player is everything's a spot. <laughs> yes. They just got to get the rhythm right. right. They've got to get to the shot they want in terms of footwork and timing. And within the range that they want, and then they're good. That, those are the best players. 
There, there, there's, I, used to, I just laugh. Devin Booker has lots of spots. Chris Paul may have a favorite spot, right. but not, not the right elbow. That's not his only spot. Well, really quick before you continue, David, Kirk, yeah. uh, Kirk Goldsberry at ESPN does that hot zone chart. You yeah. about. And the best players, to your point, everything is a hot zone. Steph, yeah. KD, right. uh, Devin Booker, everywhere is hot. Right. You know? right. So, so Ben has nothing. Ben doesn't have a spot. He doesn't have a kind of shot. I, I was watching today. Jordan Poole made just a gorgeous floater coming downhill. He's 41 last night. Yeah. I watched the game live. He was so good. And, um, but a beautiful floater coming down. Uh, that's a shot he really likes. I, I, uh, ben has nothing. He's, I, he shoots on roller skates. Now, the good news is that's coachable. Like even at his age, for sure, hey, let's get – here's something you're really good at. Right-hand finish, left-hand finish, whatever. One, two-step, two-foot finish, add a fake first. Figure it out. Let's get one move. One finishing move. We can then have three or four different ways to get to that finishing move. Now, if I have one counter to it, and I've got the same three or four ways to get into it, well, I, have, I have over a dozen options now. Just one move, one counter move with the different ways I can do each one. Because remember, I also have left hand and right hand. Mm-hmm. That, so whatever you do now is doubled because he is ambidextrous around the rim. Uh, the, but that's not there now. So it's a lot of four on five. And so we're talking about Brooklyn because they can't tank because they don't have their pick picks and uh, because of the nature of the team, which is some good players. Mm-hmm. Um, Claxton's good. Mm-hmm. McHale Bridges didn't play last time. He's good, mm-hmm. right? Spencer is good. Um, they've got to try to win games. And it's four on five with him on offense too often. Teams are going to be less and less guarding him as the season goes on and just try to take away his options. So um, I'm hopeful I'm hopeful, yeah. but I'm not optimistic yeah. at all. No, I I love what you said in the piece. You talked about part of part of it too with the in the no foundation for scoring. You also mentioned, you know, as he gets close to the rim, that he's always like fading away or sideways from the when he's shooting the ball. And you're like, get off skates, man! Like, again, that's, yeah. that's part of that. Nothing to do in that first and second box. And I love the idea of just have one move and a counter. Because as you mentioned, he's ambidextrous. And also, as you started the, the, talking about him, he's an elite passer. So if he starts doing that and he's scoring and, and the defense is, all right, well, we're going to stop you. Oh, yeah. Great. My first inclination is to pass anyway. Now I can yeah. spray it out to whoever, Mikhail or this guy, Cam Johnson, whoever's in the corner to hit threes. I just, you know, hopefully that becomes a part of his game. Um, and he, he builds on that because that's the thing, right? Like he never really built that part of his game. Um, nope. And, you know, that that's what's really stopping him from becoming like, oh, now he's just devastating. You know, you know what would be nice is he's coming on a two-on-one break, fake pass to a teammate and dunking himself. Mm-hmm. If I was the teammate, I'd be thrilled. Normally, the teammate wants the ball to the dunk, and he's great at giving mm-hmm. that up. Mm-hmm. But the, the next phase for Ben is going to be sometimes I have to score too to keep that defender honest. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't really do that ever, almost ever. Yeah. Uh, let's move down to talk about Miami Heat because you have two players you watched. Of course – um <laughs> we'll talk about uh Jamal Kane because that's you know again Miami you know the, the Miami Heat culture they find great players Tyler Hero something interesting happened to him this summer David and really kind of happened to him all last year he realized and I'm sure he probably knew this already he was being offered as trade for just about anybody not just about anybody but Damian Lillard for sure and other sort of high-end guys and you know NBA players are already motivated right that's how they get to this league but geez, just give these guys any more fuel to throw on that fire. And you're like, it seems like you kind of took that a little personally this summer and kind of said, okay, I'm here now. Let me show you guys why I'm so great and we don't need Damian Lillard. What are you seeing from Tyler Hero in, in the preseason? Uh, just a bucket. 
Yeah, I had heard from people in Miami he was shooting at lights out. And he, he didn't play last night. He looks great. Great pick-and-roll player. Mm-hmm. Clever, crafty. Has a great floater. Has a great scoring second-box game. So he's coming downhill off the ball screen. If you if you kind of stay home on the big for the lob, he can score. And if you if show, he'll pass. Very skilled guy. Playing with purpose. His team went to the finals, really, without him. Mm-hmm. And he scored over 20 a game last year. This guy's a young player. He's still, he's still growing. Yeah, uh, I really – it wasn't just about Kane and Hero. I really like Miami. They're, I'm a little worried Josh Richardson hurt himself last night mm-hmm. seven minutes in. Not sure what happened. We, I haven't heard anything today. I think he had a foot injury. Um, they need him. He was good for them. His best seasons have been as a heat guy. So he looks very comfortable there, almost like playing another point guard. Nice. They really have yeah. a natural point mm-hmm. besides Kyle. So they need him. But uh, Jimmy hasn't played at all this preseason. Mm-hmm. He's got a dental issue dental issues um he will be back on very soon i guess for next week uh but no i i, I don't think i we're, we're doing a special thing yeah i'm talking about Miami later I, i'm just gonna leave it at that okay we're talking about, in our end of the of our pod today, oh I, I'll, we got I'll a puzzle. excellent excellent yeah. and then just quickly what are you seeing from jamal kane yeah. that, that gets you excited yeah so i mean you tell me six 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 seven athlete guys <laughs> athletic guys that can shoot yeah you like those yeah, guys a lot. Uh, win. yeah <laughs> yeah and aggressive on defense I love that he's from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Went to mm-hmm. Oakland uh, College. I don't honestly don't know if it's Oakland, California, Oakland, Michigan. Because there's two. <laughs> I don't really know which one it is. I, I truthfully don't. I'm embarrassed to say that. But um, I asked him the other day. They weren't sure. And I just forgot to look it up. But he plays with a grit. Um, he's just, you know, it's it's unfair to say Miami Heat because every team wants tough nosed guys. Uh, it's not Miami finding them as much as Miami coaching them. Mm-hmm. There is a degree of finding. Of mm-hmm. course, you're right. But I think they build a system where players like that can do well. He's he's nice, Gerard. He's nice. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they've got um, they can they they're better. I wrote this. They're this is the best team of the Jimmy Butler era, and they've got two finals and one Eastern Conference Finals appearance. Not you know already. Yeah. Well, I I already, I already have a hint of what you're going to say in our special segment later. So let's save let's save Miami mm-hmm. talk for later. Um, let's finish yeah. up with uh, Jordan Poole. Um. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I joke about uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s nickname being Michael Never Swing the Rock Porter Jr., right? Well, <laughs> Jordan Bull ain't too far behind the Never Swing the Rock category. Um, I mean, this is a man who played with Steph and freaking Curry and would look him off to take his own shot. Well, you don't got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson now on his team, so he's definitely got the green light. David, you talk about Ben Simmons not having a foundation for scoring. Shit. Jordan Poole has all the foundation for scoring. Um, and he looked incredible last. I mean, at half, he had like, what, 29? And he scored in a yeah. variety of ways. Look, if he, if that's what he's, he's empowered to do, and he can give a shit on defense and, like, be in the right place, I think the Wizards have a hell of a player on their roster. Yeah, well, the, the concern was that after two games, he was god-awful. He had made eight shots, I think, out of 25 uh, in not a lot of minutes. Um he was a chucker. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote that he he was like Lame- he and Lamello last year were guys that took you know a lot of shots and didn't make a lot. Their percentages were low. And then last night he went off. And I've heard good things about how he's been doing there and fitting and all that. Um if he if he gets nuclear a lot, yeah, he's gonna score a ton of points. He's gonna take a lot of shots either way. Mm-hmm. Um I still I'm not sure what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. I like some of their young guys. Um I like Bilal uh cool mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I love Ryan Rollins, who had 13 last night and played very well. Um, I think Kispert can find Ooh, a place. Nice. Abdiya, I'm not sure about Abdiya. 
Um, and, and the Wizards have to embrace uh, Jordan Poole's style yeah, and sure. Kuzma. Yeah. Kuzma, too. Both those guys are a little thirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They both are capable passers, but they, they'd rather not pass. <laughs> so, and Daniel Gaffer's good. He's yeah. a solid center. Yeah. Yeah, solid center. So, um, uh, Tyus Jones is good. Yes, he is. They have they have a foundation to be a perfectly slightly below average team <laughs> with, with potential down the yes. road if some of these young guys, Bilal especially, right. Bilal is a long, young 18-year-old, yes, and maybe is. 19 now. Um, he's got a chance, like I'm telling you. He, he, he's got a chance, So and Rollins does too. So I, I think they're better off moving these guys. I think you're right. Um, Tyus that, Jones that Jordan, especially. Yeah, all of them. Tyus, Jordan, Kuz. Gafford, mm-hmm. I trade them all and and just be the next Utah mm-hmm. and um and San Antonio and OKC obviously in Houston. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a bunch of picks and some good young players and then rebuild. But I don't know that they're doing. That. Yeah, we will. It'll be remains to be seen what happens out in Washington. All right, guys, we'll be back after this uh, brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, David, um, the Phoenix Suns, um, they were not on your list, but um, they're a team that um, we've watched a bit in preseason. And something yeah. interesting happened, um, you know, on, on the internet or on Twitter, which is a site you're not on anymore. Really, people started talking, you know, this sun team, this is just the Brooklyn Nets all over again. It's not going to work. And David, that might be true. But let's be clear about why the Brooklyn Nets of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving did not work. Health was their major reason why they didn't work. Because when those three dudes played and they were on the on the court, that was the best offense basketball had ever seen. It was. Then they then they demolish. Uh, was it Boston? Yes, demolish them. Demolish the them. It was, yeah. and they were up two zero on Milwaukee. And I was like, "Well, it looks like they're heading to the conference finals." And then all you know, all the injuries happened, and it was over. Although a heroic KD performance almost took him to the conference finals <laughs> right, by himself. Right. Um, so same thing with I can see similar things with this Phoenix team. Health being the major thing, I think stopping them because this idea that floats around and you've knocked against all the time was only one ball these aren't booker durant and Beal aren't selfish basketball players not at all like they know how to play excellent basketball know how to move the ball yes they can score in isolation which is a huge advantage but they like playing and moving the basketball and you see it so offensively this team's going to be tough to guard now they have some holes and some problems which we'll get into but again this idea that oh phoenix just like brooklyn oh yeah offensively yeah they could be that great 
we'll see how health and the other things work out for him. Yeah, I was listening to uh, uh, my friend Zach Lowe's mm-hmm. pod recently, and, and he was talking about that Brooklyn team. And that's when it hit me thinking that, uh, you know, I've been watching Phoenix live in the preseason. On the article I wrote, I stayed away from the obvious yeah. contenders and the rookies. Of course. I'm going to be doing them pretty fast. I want to hit some other things. But um, I, 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 I do agree with Zach that, that that team, that Brooklyn team, was impossible. Impossible to guard. And uh, I think this Phoenix team can be as well. I think, I think KD and Booker and Beal uh, all want to play the right way. They've been doing it for a long time. Beal had no problem playing behind, playing next to John Wall mm-hmm. in a sense, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and being second fiddle and then first fiddle didn't matter. I don't think that'll be an issue. And I, when I watch them play, those guys play with joy. Mm-hmm. They're playing with joy. Nurk is a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I if that I asked you this morning. I thought Claxton was the center was. for that Brooklyn team. Mm-hmm. I like the guy in the dunk spot that can reach twelve feet. Nurk is not a good rim finisher Correct. because you've got to make teams pay. When they're spread out the way they're spread out with those other three guys or two guys a lot of times, you've got to have the big-time finisher, and, and that's not Nurk. But they can address that. Mm-hmm, sure. There's other players they can potentially get that, that, that finish better than Nurk does. But, um, yeah, I think when I look at you – know, I, I, don't, I don't know who I favor anymore. I have to really – I haven't done it. I'm doing this weekend. I'm, next week I'm writing my projection mm-hmm. for every team, wins, losses. But um, – I think they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. We mentioned about um, those guys playing the right way. Um, you know what I find funny with players like that? And you see it a lot of times with these super teams, um, quote unquote, super teams. And they'll and Durant's talked about it a lot. Sometimes they tend to overpass too much, right? It's like swing, swing, swing. And it's like, all right, but and, for and, sure. and it's like one time I saw Vogel one time being like, I-, I love that you want it cool, but dude, just take that shot. Like that's yours. Espe- especially with a new coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which says a lot, by the way, about who they are. Mm-hmm. When as I, I saw the same thing with Toronto. Toronto was overpassing because Darko is really stressing it. Uh, I love that about a player in October. Yes, if they're going to make, if they're going to err, they're going to err on the side of showing coach I'm willing to pass. Jordan Poole doesn't have that problem. <laughs> He's also not playing for new coach. To be fair, right. uh, I, I mean it's new to him, but not new right. to the team. Um, I, I I like that they're doing that. I don't think that'll be a problem when you get into the year. No. <laughs> yeah. It took it took Miami a month or so with the big three, mm-hmm. the Heatles, mm-hmm. and then they figured it out. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna figure this part of the game out pretty fast. Yeah. There's some other things that might be harder, but this won't be one of them. The other piece too that I like that they got, and you know, it, it's so important in the playoffs, David, to have capable starters, right? Yeah. Basically, yeah. like guys who yeah. can stay on the floor. And someone right. who I think can stay on the floor, um, you know, he's not elite at defense, but he's not hor- horrendous at it looking at his metrics. I think Grayson Allen was a very good pickup for them. Like, he's a guy that can shoot. He's a smart basketball player. He can attack off the mounts, and he's not a turnstile on defense. Again, he ain't all NBA first team defense, right. but he's not going to just be like, ole, here you go. Go right to the rim and go right by me. Yeah, no, depth. I mean, that decision they made is to be a little bit, little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Milwaukee is a little bit shallower, yeah. yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, those those big three, and I want to see, I want to see KD really kind of grab own the team in a sense, mm. like him more like than Booker. Hungrier. You think? Yeah, I'd like to. See, I just think Booker looks up to KD. Booker is he always going to. They're he always going to be fighting either way. But yeah, you can't not look up to KD. He's a well, Book says it all the time. That's my. This is my favorite player. Even like now as teammates, I just watch him on the floor all the time. And I think again, and we talked about Durant before. It's this weird thing because that is not Durant's natural nature. It'll be like, all right, 
I'm yeah. grabbing and this is what we're that's not him, right? He's more of a no. I'm gonna do you and, yeah. and we're and we're gonna roll. So it's it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. I, I just I feel like uh KD has got a, an intelligence about him that that has not been fully tapped into as a leader. I think you're and, right. And um I, think I don't right. want him to not do it before he retires. I think you're right. So I yeah, I mean it just he just has a basketball brain. Like, you know, the, KD, there, there have been other people who look like KD and not made the NBA. There are people that look like KD and can dribble and shoot and make the NBA, but there's only one KD. And what separates him besides work ethic probably and, and maybe some talent as a scorer is that brain. And I just think he's, he's like a grandmaster chess player. <laughs> and so we need – so the league needs him. Uh, I want, I, I'll know they'll be good. If we see a lot of private conversations on the court with his arm around book and or Beal right. figuring shit out. So you know what's so That's interesting. That's a scary thing when you see the superstars figure oh, shit out. Oh, for sure. Because they're already, as you said, they're, they're grandmasters yeah. of this game. What's so yeah. interesting to me, David, about that is, as you said, I would hate to see it not see him take the leadership role before he retires. Do you think maybe he doesn't think he can be a leader in the way that he thinks leadership is defined? You're you're getting into a potential psychological yes, uh, mindset that is yeah. beyond you know what I would know, but it's a fair question to ask because he hasn't done it and yet he's so deserving of it. Um, I just I'll just say this: um, I was coaching a team one time. I was just a volunteer assistant, and the team we were playing was very good. We were good. They were very good, but they were missing the two best players, and they were playing in our place. They drove like two and a half hours. Their bet their head coach was uh, one of my closest friends, so. Uh, I thought, well, we might wax these guys without without those U.S. players. Well, we're killing them early. And at one point, we're shooting free throws. We used to a lot of times shoot in front of our bench in the first half so we could organize the defense better mm-hmm. in the second half right in front of us. Um, so we're, out, we're in front of our bench, and we're shooting free throws. And their like, fifth best player was ended up being a quarterback for the Gators. Oh, nice. So, so athlete, yeah. mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't a great basketball player. But he had been, he was a four-year player. I knew the kid. His older brother played for the same coach. And so I knew the family. And man, every time they're on the free throw line, I see him talking to his teammates about what our press is doing. And I just had a sick feeling in my stomach that, fuck, <laughs> he's going to fucking figure it out. Right. I mean, the head coach was great too, right. but he's not on the court. Right, right. And sure enough, it you know probably got up 15, 18 points. And then everything changed because they figured out what we're doing. We're pivoting and mm-hmm. nope, Good they man. got it. And we won at the buzzer. Literally, they missed a shot at the buzzer to beat us. <laughs> and um, that's always something I think about when I watch these games is who's figuring shit out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Beal is super smart. Mm-hmm. Booker is super smart. Mm-hmm. KD is another level. Mm-hmm. He's at the highest level there is. He's right there with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair to say. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't think he's even below LeBron necessarily. Right, right. He's a different player. Right. But in terms of seeing it all, has seen it all. I just think that that dude can figure, and they just, he, he, they'll listen to him. For sure. So he has to do it. It'd be different if they won't listen. I've had players who I know are super smart, and, and I'll say, you got to say, no, no, coach, they just won't listen. I, I mean, like this week, yeah. that would, that conversation happened. The guys just won't listen, but they'll listen to KD, mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and he won't even have to tell Booker and Beal. They'll pretty much know. Right. It's how do we as a group figure it out for everybody else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, but Katie's got to deliver it. Not yeah. every time. Yeah. And then I think they can really roll. Yeah. Look, I, I think the Phoenix Suns will be a fascinating team to watch all year. You know, like every team, they're going to need some luck because you need some luck to win. They're, they're certainly good enough. And the biggest yeah. thing for them is, are those three guys going to stay healthy? Like that, yeah. if they miss a ton of time, that's when we got problems. I mean, that's yeah. ultimately what it all comes down to. 
All right, David, I thought we'd do something fun today. And since the season's coming up, you know, we're not really into like bold things or whatever, but I was like, yeah, let's have a little fun. And we'll each come up with five bold predictions uh, of what we, what we think is going to happen this NBA season. I was like, David, have a little fun. It's a little clickbaity, not what we do, but just have fun with it and see where it goes. All right. So, David, what's your first bold thing you think that will happen? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to qualify fine. Uh, because it's smart. Um, it's a good exercise. Because the, the, these aren't bold predictions as much as things to pay attention yes. to. Right? Because it, it's a real possibility. That, and maybe it doesn't seem that way. That's why, you, that's why the term bold is used. So my first one is um, the Warriors. And I have no idea what's bold because I don't really know what's out there. Yeah, right, I don't, really, right. I, you don't listen. On, right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I don't think the Warriors are favored to win the West. They're not. And I, 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 I'm going to say um, that's my bold prediction. Again, I think it's possible. That they could win the West regular season. I'm not talking right. about postseason. Right, who right, fucking right, knows right, right. if it's going to happen in April. Right. But yeah, I really like Paul off the bench. I like what he can do with Kaminga mm-hmm. potentially off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Dario Saric there a lot. Yeah, I think Dario's, he's going to. Yeah. I think he's, he was very good last night. I think he's going to. I mean, going on a week ago, I thought, man, this guy's really going to help them. And Dario's big uh, too. I he's like big. tall. Yeah, I think he'll play better in that system. It never has before. This was under a top five pick for a reason. Uh, Wiggins looks great and feels a per- he knows exactly what he needs to do. Um, Clay led the league, I think, in threes last year. 101 made threes, I think, something like that. He'll be fine. Curry looks incredible. Game winner last night. So, and, I, and they're an ornery group. Like, they're like, fuck everyone, man. We're not done yet. So I, that's my bold prediction is that the Warriors will win the West. I love that. I love the idea of Sarge playing in that uh, ball movement system. Smart player. Talked about players, high IQs. He's great for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, and I love the lineup where they can go in the fourth quarter, David, of Curry and Paul on the floor with Paul initiating yeah. the offense. Curry off ball because that's you're like, oh, my God, Curry off ball. Everybody's like, where is he? Where is he? Everybody's panicking. Yeah. Right? So that with, – with, with Clay, Wiggins, and Green. Yes. And yeah. let's remember – the team missed Wiggins for what is it, twenty something games last year as he was dealing with personal issues. Yeah. So he's yeah. a huge part of what they do. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't want to name this one first, but I will because you mentioned the Warriors. This is a bold prediction. LeBron, Kevin Durant, or Stephen Curry will make the NBA finals for the last time in their careers this season. That's my bold prediction. One of those three is going to the NBA finals for the last time. For the last time, yeah. Yeah. I can say so. Um that's that's yeah. That's a whole other step beyond what I'm doing. I, I I'm not as bold as that, but um, I can see it. I, I think LeBron's gonna have a great. Well, year. G- given their ages too, right? They're like so. It's like that's not really yeah. on the age part. It's not that bold because it's like it's hard to get right. to the NBA Finals. I think I think LeBron led the league in field goal attempts last year. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, like per game. Yeah, he. he I mean, at his age, it's amazing. All right, one of my second yep, one. Yep. Uh, let's see what I'll, I'll stay out west. Um, the Kings will struggle to make the play in this year. Ooh. They, they, I, I don't think that's so bold just because the West is so bunched up. The Kings got really lucky with health last year. Um, I also think that teams that are whole off season to kind of figure some stuff out with them. I'm, I'm, I, I like them. I love it. I love Darren Fox and think he can make another jump. Um, I worry about their defense still. Yeah. Davion Mitchell was very good last night, five of five from the field or, Maybe from three, um, but I'm not sure I believe it. He 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 can really help them a lot if he can shoot yeah, well. For sure. Keegan Murray needs to make a jump. I'm not sure he will. Um, I it's more it's less about the Kings and more about to do with the, yeah. how good the West is. 
But I just, yeah, if they were a seven seed, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Wow. Listen, that's what we call bold predictions. I love it. No, listen. Also, this is one season of success. It's not like they have, you know, multiple years to fall back on. This is what we do. Like, it was first time. And dealing with dealing with being now the hunted is a little different. Ask the Memphis Grizzlies about that. All right. uh, My second thing. SGA will finish top five in MVP voting this season. What was he last year? I don't know. I don't think he was top five. Uh, let me he see. He might have been pretty close. Though, let Gerard. me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm, I'm gonna need something spicier than that, Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gonna win it. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, I, I'm not gonna argue with you at all. That that would not surprise me one bit if he's top five. Well, because I'm assuming that the they'll win enough games. Yes, because they're gonna make yeah. a trade and you know yeah. all all the things. Yeah. That that's what I'm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He okay. He was yeah. He was fourth last year. All right, so it's not that bold. All right, all right. All right. I told you I need something spicier. Right. I, I'll do my third one, and you can you can play off one if you want. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, it's, it's, yeah, because that one is just good. That's good logical thinking. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> your logical thinking. <laughs> all right. Um. So I alluded to this earlier. Uh, I'll go east now. Um. I think Miami can win the East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. They're better, I think, than they were last. I year. I think they're better than they were last year, especially if Hero is this version of like you know, because man, he's yeah. what is he twenty four, twenty five? Yeah, like twenty three. Oh, so I mean, maybe turning twenty four. Yeah. So he's young. If he can yeah. be an all star, that's yep. well, look out now. Now you already got Jimmy. You got and Bam. Bam great. Bam has been scoring a bunch. They've got good backups. They've now they've got Kane. Um, they, I'm, I just suppose amazing, and I think they're fucking pissed, Gerard. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, for sure. Right. I think they're just they got smoked. Mm-hmm. But and I just think they're pissed, man. Like we've been it. there twice. We lost in Game Seven. I I think they're like last year. They barely got in. Mm-hmm. They were a playing team and lost their first playing game. If I remember right, yes, they did. Yeah, they sure did. Atlanta smoked them out. I uh, I think there's gonna be a little edge to them this year, and they're gonna I like it. I think it's going to be a bunched up thing in the East, but I think they can win it. All right. To play off my SGA, because David said I'm being logical, OKC is going to be a top four seed in the Western Conference playoffs. How's that for okay. some spice? That That's a bold <laughs> prediction. Yeah. That's a bold prediction. Are you going to back it up? Well, because I mean what I think is going to happen is they're going to make a trade with those assets they have to get okay. some disgruntled star so that, somewhere. So that's, that's the bold yes. prediction, actually. <laughs> yes. Is you think they're going to do a deal? Because I, I had mentioned the Giannis deal you know, yes. months ago. Yes. You think and they have all the assets to they do sure it. They sure do. They sure do. They abs- between young players, Josh Giddy, hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what are the Jalen Williams brothers? Chet. I mean, I know blasphemy to OKC fans, but no, Chet. no. If you could, depending on who you can land, right? And yeah. and all those picks, uh, because guys, there's gonna be disgruntled superstar somewhere. Well, shit, there might be a big seven footer in Philadelphia who might be real disgruntled sometime yeah. soon. So yeah, look out yeah. for that one. All right, I was thinking the same thing. It's funny. Yeah. All right. So, all right, I'm gonna go with a player one. I've not done any players okay. yet. Scotty Barnes will be an all-star this year. I like it. And I've been very critical of him yeah. this summer and last year. I did not think he played with joy. I do not think he's playing with joy now. i tell you what he's playing with, ferocity. Mm. Uh, the ball's in his hands. He's the point guard. They have no other point guard. Siakam, he's their – he averaged you know, six assists a game whatever last year, almost six. Uh, but Barnes is their point guard. And the ball's in his hands a ton. The offense they run is a more European style than yep. what Nick Nurse did, which was just kind of ISO stuff. Darko's done a very good job. Uh, I'm not sure they've lost a preseason game, not that it matters. But um, uh, I just have noticed, uh, like, a, he's just bullying, bullying, bullying. 
And the way they're playing defense, uh, he has a chance to really shine defensively. I don't know if he will, but I, I think he will. And you put it all together, I think they're better than people realize. They were better last year than people realized. Uh, um, they, I mean, they won 41 games and had a winning – I think I may have said this before. They had a, a margin of victory of a 45-win team. But after they got Pirtle, they were even better than that. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, the last 17 games. So um, they've got some holes to fill still. Uh, OG and, and Gary, Trent, and Pascal have uh, contract years. Yep. So there's some weird dynamics there. But I think Darko is very good. I've heard great things about him. And I think Scotty is not going to be the best player. That'll be Siakam. But Scotty will be the second best player. And I think he's just going to bring a, a just a, ever, a never-ending supply of, fuck you, I'm, I'm getting it this year. I'm getting that max contract. And I think it'll be an all-show because of it. I love that. I'm with you 100%. Um, the Indiana Pacers, David, are going to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Not the play-in. They will finish in the top six. I love Halliburton. I love the Bruce Brown addition. I love the Obi Toppin uh, signing. Look, I think they can play fast, run up and on the court. Look. For sure they do. Keep Miles Turner, move him, whatever. But you're, you can get some nice stuff back. You mentioned TJ McConnell, someone who teams might want. Again, you can get some nice. I think this team is going to be one of those teams. Look at the NBA regular season where you're like, oh, shit, Indiana. Damn, those young kids are going to want to run around all day and fly up and on the court. And you're just like, you don't want to do that because you're tired. I just think they're going to they're gonna be that team that sne- weirdly sneaks up on teams. It'll be in the fourth quarter. And you'll be like, why is this a two-possession game or a one-possession game? This is Indiana. They're not good. No, they're really good. I mean, Terrence Halliburton was borderline all NBA last year. Like, they're he's, very good. He's great. They were like 500 with him in the lineup yes. last year. He just didn't play a lot at the end. Um, yeah, it's not crazy. I, I think the, the East has a lot of good teams. Someone's going to have to falter. Correct. Um, uh, if Ben Simmons plays really well, that'll be tough for Indiana to outplay those guys. We'll see how the Knicks do. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, I do think they're for sure a, a, a possible playing team. Yeah. I would expect them to come. Yeah, they should could be for playing for sure. Yeah, yeah, good playing spot. But no, you're you're saying top six. Yeah, I, I, it's, not, it's not the craziest thing in the world. All right, my last one. I'm going a little bit different. Uh, I uh, again, not a real prediction, but it, I don't be surprised if Denver's a five seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I get. I think their bench sucks. Yes, you, you don't, you don't like all it. Up about it. They're all fired up with these young guys. I ain't one of them. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, Correct. but I'm just I'm I'm not I, I'm not optimistic. Yes, I'm I'm just pure pure caution. It's not likely. About, it's not likely is what you're saying. I, it I just it's it's hard for young guys to play well. Of course it is. And they lost Jeff Green, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Yeah. Those guys were good players them last year, and um, their starting five is amazing. But also, it better be amazing. And and they are defending champs. There is a weight to that. Yes. There is a weight that comes with that a responsibility. And I think because of the way – by the way, they still could win the West in the playoffs. No doubt. They do have the world's best player. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be tough to be a top four. Not that they can't do it, but it's going to be tough. Um, I love that you went there because um, – and also I should, we should mention Bruce Brown is on the Indiana Pacers team I just mentioned of going to being top six in the yeah. league. So I yeah. think he'll help them tremendously. Um, remember Calvin Booth in that piece um, in the, on, on the ringer? He's like, you know, going back-to-back is tough. He's like, I'm not so much concerned about back-to-back as much as I am. You know, can we win three or four, three of the next seven, four of the next eight, right? So yeah. it's a good way to look yeah, at it. I, you know, so he would be thinking long view, especially because he's banking on those young guys yeah. developing. And they, it may, we know development's not linear. I'm going to say it may not. We know they're not going to be lighting the world on fire in October, 
right? That, that's what guarantee they won't be doing that. We'll see where they are come April or May. Um, okay, I said Indiana Pacers are good. Oh, here's one. Well, I got two really more because I, I I doubled up on that other one. Uh, we talked about him to start the show. Ben Simmons will be an all star this season. Now you're being real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's healthy. He's getting back to his old ways. Brooklyn. You got Brooklyn in your DNA. That's it. I'm just, I'm just being, I'm throwing throw it out for the Brooklyn fans. Of all the things that we said tonight, <laughs> today, um, I'm in for that. The of most. course. Of course. I really, I would yeah. really, you know, whatever. It, it, it What's happened to him is it's not like he's, you know, this ain't Gaza right, right now. Right. Ben Simmons. But back issues, nothing to play nope. with. It, it, sitting really is hard. Mm-hmm. I've had a few back issues. That's not no joke. You mm-hmm. forget about playing, right? So I would love for it to happen. I just, yeah, I don't see that happening at all. But I would love it. To happen. That, that's why it's called a bold prediction. All right, and my extra yeah. one because I doubled up on the, on the. Yeah. I, well, I have time. an extra one too. Okay. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Look, it, it's it's not going to sound bold because they didn't make it last year, but everyone's excited about Dame and Giannis. David, the Bucks aren't going to the conference finals this year. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy at all. Uh, I worry about their depth and they worry about their and I worry about Chris Middleton. He is a key yeah, part to that team. And if he's not about. healthy. It's a fair thing to worry about. And I will go the opposite way and say uh, Minnesota will. Woo! No, no, not Eastern Conference, not Western Conference Finals, the playoffs. Okay, I was like, yeah. woo! Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not predicting. Well, I have no idea what the postseason is going to look like. But to get to the postseason – I, I think Minnesota is just loaded with defense. And will they win a and will they win a series? Yeah, I'll ask me in April. <laughs> who they play because their defense. Yeah, and who who's who's playing on their team? Like I don't know if anyone's going to be injured wise, but they've got you know, Nas Reed off the bench is a fucking bucket. He's very good. I wrote about yes, him uh, very, today. Very good. Uh, obviously, Anthony Edwards' mm-hmm. cat looks fantastic. He sure does. Which um, which as we've talked about numerous times. Doesn't mean he's long from Minnesota. They can move him right. somewhere and get yeah. some other things back. Right. If they do that, then they won't make the playoffs. They could kind of re. They could take a one year rebuilding around Anthony. He's young, but um, I think they can real. I think they can really be a top like six or seven defense, and that's going to help a lot with Cat and Anthony Edwards on offense Ooh. alone. This is be pretty damn good. Guys, get excited, all you Timber Puppy fans. They're, they're coming around. They're coming around. They might be really good. They got three centers. <laughs> they're doing, right, right, right. <laughs> they're doing things a little bit differently. All right, guys. Um, we'll be back on Monday, and this, this season will be 24 hours away. We're excited. Lots going on. Uh, we didn't mention this, um, but James Harden did not show up to practice yesterday uh, on Wednesday. It's not a surprise to us. David and I talked about, you know, Harden said he's going to make things uncomfortable. Well, this is one way you start making things uncomfortable. When coaches like Nick Nurse got to get asked a question, show is James playing today? Do you know like, that's if that keeps happening, that shit's going to get old and start wearing on these guys early in the season, and we'll see if it you know if it changes anything in the calculus of where he goes. All right, folks, we will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.